The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salceda with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, on the Busted Open podcast. On this episode, we break down the latest drama surrounding the bloodline with Paul Heyman's plan to pit Jay and Jimmy Uso against each other. We also break down this week's Dynamite with Adam Cole setting his sights on MJF's AEW title, as well as another week of Orange Cassidy keeping his historic reign as AEW international champion alive. All of that coming up on the busted open podcast we got to talk about the bloodline as well because that was so crazy last night i mean it kind of feels like i'm saying this every week mark where every week we got something we got something new with the bloodline that is just uh always happening they we, last week we had them like literally having us jump up out of our seats of course night of champions just everything and last night was no different so i'm gonna go ahead and break down what went down there was a whole lot but just to summarize it we had a confrontation between Jay and Solo Sokoa. Jay is clearly pissed off at Solo Sokoa for stabbing his brother Jimmy in the back with the Samoan spike and siding with Roman Reigns. However, before we can get an answer from Solo Sokoa explaining his actions, of course, Paul Heyman takes the mic and we all know that Paul Heyman is a master manipulator. And during this, all he does is manipulate Jay Uso. He tries to turn his back on Jimmy. He tries to tell him like, oh, if you side with us, you're going to be the successor to Roman Reigns. He then goes on later on in the show. He tells them, I'm going to need your passport. I'm going to need your measurements because we're going to be flying on jets. I'm going to be getting you some new suits. We're going to be having a party. And Jay Uso tells them, if I return to the bloodline, that means that you're out. We also heard words from Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn had a little conversation with Jey Uso in the back prior to Jay making his decision. And he told him, follow your heart. And they kind of had a little bit of a moment there. And during this, in the opening segment, there was a match made. Paul Heyman basically made a U.S. championship match between Jey Uso and Austin Theory as part of the whole manipulation act of it all. And during this match, 
we got a ref bump. The referee accidentally gets hit by the super kick, goes down, right? Of course, Jey Uso yep. gets a visual pin. And then afterwards, we see Pretty pretty Deadly get involved. And so Jey Uso is outnumbered. So who has his back? It is Jimmy Uso. However, Solo Sokoa comes on in. Solo Sokoa comes in and he's going to get the Samoan spike on Jimmy once again. But Jey Uso puts a stop to it. During this, we end up seeing Jimmy go for the super kick, which was supposed to be to Solo Sokoa, but accidentally hits Jay Uso with it. And thus, Austin Theory is able to capitalize on that and defeat Jay Uso. And so Jay Uso uh, loses out on the U.S. championship due to Jimmy. And that is pretty much how the show ends up closing out. So I know there's a whole lot that went down. Mark, what were your thoughts on all of this? Uh, um, God dang it. You know, like, <laughs> this is Oscar, this is Emmy worthy. The drama, like, the, the, the levels of entertainment, the storyline is, it just seems like it is, it's building, it's still building up steam. It's still that snowball going downhill and, there's no stop in sight. I just look forward every week to to seeing it. And it's a last night was a great execution of everything that transpired relating to the bloodline business. And Paul very easily could have stayed out of it. Could have stayed out of it. And everything might have worked out the way that it was supposed to, and you would have got another champion in the bloodline, but they couldn't let it. Paul just could not let it happen. And now I think that this is the the veil over the eyes of the Usos to say, guys, we see you now. We realize you, 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 don't, you won't sheep. And you have convinced my brother and he will follow Roman to the end of the earth. And we have to take that as a loss to our family. You can keep your bloodline and and now you can have Jimmy and Jay be back the tag team Usos that we saw as the greatest tag team of this generation. And that tag team can give Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn a run. Nobody else right now. It's just those two horses in the race. So you mentioned, you know, all of the, you know these two horses in, in the in the race, and I really just I think the thing that really worked for me though is that I didn't want to see Jay Uso turn on Jimmy. However, after last night, I kind of was a little bit tempted to want to see it. Now, again, I'm on the fence. I, I don't really know what I want out of this. I think at this point, I'm just here to enjoy the ride with the bloodline. But I'm tempted, Mark. It, it was. It, did you see? Did you see yourself have any temptation on that end? No, I was like, look at Paul as a manipulator. Like yeah. you, go, you mean to tell? Like that's like telling you got two kids. And you tell one of your kids, 
You know what? Don't tell your brother or your sister. But when we go to the store, if if you are good and don't get in no trouble, I'm going to get you the biggest lollipop you ever had in your life. But I'm not going to give one to your brother or your sister. <laughs> Hey, I think what, parents what is do right that. about that? There is nothing right about parents that. Parents do that. I've seen parents be like, if you behave oh, good, you're gonna get your it. lollipop. Don't tell your brother, but you got to make sure you behave good. I've seen parents do That's that. That's horrible parenting. That is. I horrible. think sometimes parents are just desperate for their kids to behave good. Oh man, I'm <laughs> not that desperate. No, no. But you know I, I'm gonna tell you this though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me what that. Oh no, no. Me. You go for it. You go for it, Mark. I hope that the Usos don't fall for that because I know that that was Paul and Roman trying to draw a line between them, trying to separate them as brothers, separate them as a tag team in order to get Jimmy to be punished. And... Or Jay to be punished. And I, I don't think that they should fall for it. I, I, I don't think that that would be good TV to have um, Jimmy be on his own against Roman, his brother, and Solo. Like, it, it's it's not going to work out. We'll be, we won't be interested in that. Because it's, you're, you're outnumbered at a level that there's no coming back from that. So you, you need those brothers to stay together. You need the tag team to stay together. They're valuable more as a tag team than they are split up. Yeah, you're right on that. I can't disagree with that. They are more valuable as a tag team than split up. Although it, it is, it makes, it does paint the question. It just, you know, will you want to see a triple threat at some point between Jimmy and Jay and Roman, or do you just want to see the tag I, team I match would. Roman and solo against the Usos? Yeah. I, I, I'd rather see the tag and, and maybe solo comes to his senses. Maybe he sees his blood, brother's blood and Jimmy or Jay is saying, don't do it, man. You see the spike about to happen. He said, don't do it. That's your brother. And Roman is like, I'm your tribal chief. That's your brother, man. Don't do it. And, and the struggle between the two. And Paul Heyman rarely ever puts his hands into harm's way or does something, but this is the time. Paul Heyman could be the one that actually does something, and even Roman would look at him like, "What the hell? What?" And I did this for you, my tribal chief, and 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 like the story just keeps on going. I don't, I can make it if I can make up ten stories. I can see the writing staff in a conundrum about what do we do? There's so many options. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. This thing writes itself. If you if you really sit down and think emotionally what what you feel about 
what's going on. And you notice what I just said. Emotional involvement and feelings. People are, it, it, I'm telling you, so are the days of our lives. <laughs> this is the best soap opera in the world right now. I mean, it's incredible. And it writes itself. So whatever decision is chose for the betterment of this, we're all going to benefit from it. And it's, it's the fans. It's us as fans that's going to benefit. I don't care what story they tell. Long as it stays in line with what's going on in that family, I'm good. I, I, I agree with you where you said that there could literally be de- 10 different versions of where they go with this story. Because mm-hmm. even during this, I was thinking in my mind, like, oh, my God, I would like to see Solo Sokoa play Roman Reigns. And at one, play, at one point, just completely, you know, destroy him and just take over and end up going back with the Usos and leading his own thing there, his own version of the bloodline without Roman Reigns. And so there are so many different ways that we can go with this. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked, from family farms and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Adam Cole is one of one of my favorites. And, and you're not supposed to pick favorites, but I do. I mean, I'm I'm human. I'm like everybody else. I have favorites, and I have I'm gonna say I have favorites. I'm not treating everybody the same. I'm not gonna do it. And him going toe to toe with MJF, and everybody talks about the gold standard in promos is MJF. Yes, he is, and he's got more opportunity to be on the microphone than everybody else. He should be better. He's got more practice. And the reason that he gets that time is because he is useful with it when he gets it. Adam Cole is exactly the same when it comes to taking your opportunities and running with it. He stabbed MJF in the chest. He ain't stabbed him in the back. He went to his grill with the promo. Oh, how about since you're talking about my body, you going to body shame me? How about we go in the back, pee in some cups, and see who is who is dirty? <laughs> <laughs> I popped so loud. Oh, my God. I screamed. I laughed so hard. Oh my, everybody turned and looked at me. <laughs> it was like that was, he was touching stuff that, was, that made the crowd go, oh, man. All of the social media troll information that that they leaked back and forth at each other you know what i'm not a dirt sheet guy so i had to ask what are you talking about and then somebody told me oh they was talking about that on the internet and i'm like oh whatever but it made for good banter and they went back and forth at each other's throats and i i would if i had to pick who came out on top, uh, I would have to say Adam Cole. You know, this Bay is the Bay. cool thing about the, the you know, the reputation that MJF has built on the mic is that we know MJF can deliver, right? He has a really good skill at setting up stories and he's really good at 
you know, then completely bringing up all of these points, like you mentioned, from social media, things that the trolls are saying or whoever is saying uh, and uses them against his opponent who's in the ring. But here's the thing, because he has a reputation of being a good promo, whenever somebody else is in the ring with him and is able to hold their ground against MJF and even get some zingers in there on MJF, it kind of ends up amplifying that person even more. So you're mentioning the whole, you know, piss line of that Adam Cole mentioned. Uh, it, it was something that definitely hit hard, but it made Adam Cole look good in there too. This yeah. was a, uh, this was a promo. This was a confrontation that not only could to me it did things for both guys mark for mjf it, it gave me that feud that i've been wanting to see for mjf as champ right everything was great with the four pillars love the match but let's be real I wasn't expecting to see MJF lose that title. MJF, Adam Cole, you know, they continue to build this up. I can buy completely 100% that Adam Cole can defeat MJF for that title. And that is the kind of feud that I'm interested in seeing. Now over for Adam Cole, ever since his return, you know, it's like, yay, Adam Cole's back. Cool. But the feud with Chris Jericho personally wasn't necessarily my favor. I was not a big fan of their match at double or nothing. And so I feel that this story here with MJF could be that story that I have been waiting for. And that maybe many others have been waiting for, for Adam Cole, since his return to AEW. You know what? The thing that was the banger in that promo and that back and forth was the fact that Adam Cole said that I'm better than you and they know that I'm better than you and which sent uh, MJF on a tizzy and thus got the match put into play. That's the skillful thing that Adam Cole does and I'm glad that he was able to get that in because you need somebody that can turn things on their ear and you make the crowd, the whole point is feeling and to get the crowd to get behind you or have them go against you. Adam Cole does that as good as anybody. You know who his teacher was? Shawn Michaels. You talk about somebody that can sell, somebody that can get, the people, I remember in 99, I think it was, 2000, I didn't get along with Shawn Michaels oh, wow. at that time. But I remember watching him, and he was getting the hell beat out of him, and he was crawling toward the camera. And he was like, help me. And he, I mean... <laughs> he mouthed it, but everybody could see it at home, and the people that are watching the big screen, they were able to see that in the arena, him crawling. Listen, Adam Cole, he gets the crowd to feel for him, to get behind him, and MJF, he better be on his P's and Q's because Shawn Michaels' whole gimmick was – I'm the show stopper. I'm the show stealer. 
Adam Cole is a descendant of that training. And if MJF is not careful, there will be a new showstopper, a new show stealer. And his name is Adam Cole Bay Bay. This was such good stuff. I do want to highlight some more of what happened during this. So, like, I loved the start where MJF kind of was, you know, praising Adam Cole, talking about how when CM Punk left that he started watching uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling and before he was going to change the channel, that Adam Cole was the one who kept him from changing that channel and kind of puts over Adam Cole saying that this is a guy that he mirrored his career after, did the independent scenes because of Adam Cole and this and that. And then he finally switches gears and starts like burying the guy. He buries his physique, which is something that we mentioned earlier that the trolls have done he even brings in Britt Baker and says that she's carrying his balls in her purse uh there was a lot of low-hanging fruit type of stuff as always right and there was even a mention of Vince McMahon uh MJF brings up that there was a rumor that he heard about Adam Cole that a certain individual in Titan Towers didn't think that he had top guy potential and that guy's name was Vince McMahon and this was a whole whole lot of I can't how, how do you feel about these mentions Mark when you hear MJF mention WWE uh, either on on promos or in media scrubs or is this something that you still kind of gets a little reaction out of you or are you kind of just like ah whatever been there done that no I'm I'm all for it I thought it was stupid all these years of not saying the other company the other brand this that Oh, that's ridiculous. Everybody know who you're talking about. Just say it. I don't have a problem with it at all. I feel like that um, the the cachet of it all, uh, the reason why people are popping is because nobody does it. And MJF is like, hey, I'm going to push the envelope and I'm going to say it. I'm not afraid of controversy. I'm not... I'm not giving credos or credence to their company over ours. I'm just going to state the obvious. And doing so is so shocking to the fans, not because people are being told not to do it. It's just as it's, it's been a thing. They don't mention, like just now, just in the last six months, a year, WWE has started mentioning things that happened throughout history. Who did this? Who did that? They just now are starting to do that. Make references that are going on in the world outside of WWE. They just now starting. Over 50 years. Over 50 years. They're just now starting. You know why, Denise? Why? Because the time has changed. The world has instant access to information. And if you are vague, people will go to their phone. Oh, let me figure out what this is and look it up. What does that do? It takes your eye off the ball. It takes your attention off of what you're watching. They want to keep you in the grasp. And you can't do that by being vague. Be honest. Michael Cole is the man. 
He learned so much from Jim Ross. And I consider sometimes the student becomes the teacher. I think that you have Jim Ross and Michael Cole. They are even. You know what that makes Michael Cole? What does that make him? One of the top three announcers of all time. Gordon Soley, Jim Ross, and Michael Cole. Michael Cole has surpassed about three other people that nobody wants to talk about Michael Cole being above them. <laughs> but he is. And he is telling the stories that we hear about the other companies, if you will. I'm going to say the other companies, AEW, <laughs> New Japan. He mentioned something recently about New Japan. They would have never referenced New Japan a year ago. One year ago, they would not have done it. But and it still throws now. me off when they do, Mark. They, it really does. Th does it really? Yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, every time you hear it, it's because you're so used to them never doing that. And so whenever you do hear a mention, it's like, oh, yeah, they're doing that now. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're doing that now. <laughs> yeah. And it always kind of throws me for a loop. Like, it makes me so thankful, though, because it adds so much to the athletes, to the yep. performers on screen. Like, these people didn't just wake up yesterday and start wrestling. Like, these people did stuff before. Yeah, and, and you're exactly right. And I, I, I mean, even, um, you know, we, we like we had the loss of Sheik. We've had many losses of pro wrestlers around the world. And there was a time when the WWE would not reference the loss of somebody unless it was somebody that was in WWE or WWF or WWWF. And now for them to be able to recognize somebody in their passing at AE. Uh, AEW or uh, thank God there's been no AEW since Brody, but um, the AWA, the NWA, like um, Florida Championship Wrestling, like they make references now, and I, I just think that's that's a good move by them, and and it's respected by AEW too. Like acknowledge us, and we'll acknowledge you. We always do. Tony has hired guys that work for WWE. And, and, and that is in itself should be a compliment to you, not a, oh, they work for them now. It should be a compliment that you see the talent prosper and go somewhere and have a place to go. I, I mean, I, I think it's, it's good business and, uh, kudos to them. And it's the right thing to do as well. I completely agree with everything that you just said. And it's a nice thing to see whenever, uh, you know, whenever they do acknowledge, you know, a person's past again, it just adds so much more to the, to, to the, uh, to the athlete. I do want to ask you though, because next week we are going to be seeing the title eliminator between Adam Cole and MJF. Do you think it's a very clear win for Adam Cole? No. It's never clear with MJF. He's a titan. He's a monster, whatever you want to call it. 
you wouldn't say that about Roman Reigns. There's no clear and present uh, thing saying that Cody's going to beat him at WrestleMania. As much as everybody was like, oh, man, Cody should have won at WrestleMania. Maybe. Maybe not. It was up for debate. And he didn't win. Now, going into Philadelphia, WrestleMania next year, it's not cut and dry that Cody's going to win. This story with Roman Reigns is, man, it's damn near perfect. And you you can't say that in pro wrestling. I don't think nothing is perfect, but this is as close to as been in a long, long time since probably uh, Hogan and the, and the the inception of the Undertaker. And we'll take it. We'll two, take it. You point out two things in history. Come on, man. That's that's big. That's big. Real big. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Once again, Orange Cassidy successfully defends the AEW International Championship. Now, I think most of us knew that this was going to be a banger, a really incredible match between the two, because at double or nothing, the final two guys were Orange Cassidy and Swerve Strickland. And the finals of that battle royal match at double or nothing were so good. So then heading into this actual match on Dynamite, What we got here, Mark, was just so much back and forth action. It was incredible. I'm talking DDTs inside the ring, outside the rings, hurricanas, brutal punches, uh, kick to the faces, uh, multiple reversals. I can't even tell you just like everything. Denise, what did you you think of this match, Mark? I'm so glad you saved the reversals for last. (laughs) at least three or four times they did old school wrestling and who says that old school wrestling won't work today it worked for them orange cassidy and swerve gave me hope that pro wrestling can can be what it used to be holes and reversals and locks i was at dustin Rhodes academy yesterday and i gave homework for all the matches, I said I at least once in every match, I want to see a cover and I want to see somebody in a hold and I want to see how you come out of that hold. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I gave you go do the claw, do the bear hug, <laughs> do, a, do a sleeper, something. I just want to see a hold. I saw abdominal stretches. I saw this. They did it. They, they, they lived up. And guys, pro wrestlers out there, I love the fact that y'all are more athletic than we were. That's evolution of the business. Thank you for that. But the standard and the template for pro wrestling has been set for 120 years before you. Honor that 120 years before you. Lock up correctly. 
put people in jeopardy, put people in holes, let people work out of those holes. That's it's, it's important and cover like you're trying to win. And I, I know I'm getting a little bit too behind the curtain, but I, I, I'm just an old school at heart guy. I was trained by old school wrestlers. Tom Pritchard, Stu Hart, Leo Burke, Rip Rogers, like Danny Davis, those, those people, and Jim Cornette. Guys, the people that I just mentioned have historical reigns in psychology and wrestling. There's a reason for it. Follow those templates and, and, and we're going to be fine. But to get back to Swerve and, and Orange, I, I have more of a respect for Orange Cassidy now than I ever did. And Denise, you, you pulled this up. You, you, this is your uh, platform. I'm going to let you say about what we talked about in the break because yeah, I don't want to so step on you. Let the people know why I'm saying that. So it was literally during the break when we were talking and we were talking about Orange Cassidy and we we're like, wait, how many how many times has he defended the title? So I went ahead and, you know, pulled up some little uh, information here. And, you know, clearly he's held the title since October 12, 2022. It was one of the uh, episodes in, in Canada of Dynamite where he defeated Pac and we saw that title change for the All-Atlantic title. Well, since then, and of course, we've had the title change to AW International Championship. But since then, Orange Cassidy has defended successfully his championship a total of 24 times. 24 since October. There are guys that don't defend the title 15, 20 times in a year. This dude is working... Two shows a week sometimes, and the title is on the line. God dang it. AEW, everybody, oh, the AEW is, you know, we're just skipping over stuff. AEW is getting shit right. <laughs> you got a fighting champion. That's, that's, ooh, that's a novel want. concept. It's that simple, Mark. Like when you see it, it's that simple, point blank. And here's the thing too. Like I know there was a couple of people that were kind of wanting to see Swerve win last night. Yeah. I mean, sorry, on Wednesday. But here's the thing. I think part of that also had to do with, of course, Swerve is great and people want to see Swerve get some gold and that's phenomenal. But also it's like, I do think that Orange Cassidy and Swerve have like really great chemistry with each other like they too they just go together so well in the ring but i can also say that about orange cassidy and so many other people because when you look at this list of people that he has defeated for the title i mean he has had a real nice string of really great defenses like you mentioned we you know we can talk about uh wheeler yuda lee moriarty jay lethal uh and jeff jarrett even that match was really fun uh bandito daniel garcia i mean there's so many different different matches uh, of course also the Kyle Fletcher one that we saw uh to like what two weeks ago so he's not only like going out and just having the matches but he's putting on really top caliber matches where almost every single week that he's on you know whenever he's defending it's one of the top matches of the night yeah Dave Greca and I were talking about this Denise uh a couple of three weeks ago 
about the styles and bully. The styles of matches that were being put forward by Orange Cassidy. He's wrestled big guys. He wrestled little guys. He wrestled lucha. He wrestled grapplers. He wrestled the uh, the combat club. He's wrestled Jericho Appreciation Society. He has done everything. Orange Cassidy and Swerve's match. The reason that that match was as fire as it was, and as <clears throat> as a young kid say today, the reason it slapped is because they are in a very rare club in pro wrestling. And WWE has got a few of those guys. AEW's got a few of them. There's a, there's a few at New Japan. And I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Rainmaker. He is a complete talent. And that's the complete talent list. People like Seth Rollins, they can beat you with psychology. They can beat you high flying. Look at the match he had with almost Seth Rollins did. He can beat you with skill, with cunning. He could do mat wrestling. They can go back in time and, and wrestle the Iron Sheik. They can go back in time and wrestle John Cena or Kurt Angle. They can. Orange Cassidy is one of those guys. Swerve is one of those guys. Everybody doesn't have the complete toolbox. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.